Montag lieben Klausen Globen. <lacht> Welcome back, everybody, to Big Talk with Chris and Greg. God, you're so good looking, Greg. Oh, thanks, dude. This is Chris. This is Greg. God, it's been a little been a bit minute. of time, been a yeah. week and a half, I think. Uh, okay. Two weeks or so. A couple of weeks. We haven't been able to align our schedules, but we're back, guys. You know, we were going to be anyways. We're not messing with you. What month is this? Uh, this is May. And what does the month of May mean? It means heavy metal month. Yeah. We bring in you all metal episodes. This month? This month. As many episodes as we want to do. All right. Maybe we'll do one. Maybe we'll do 20. Oh, no. Now you're getting crazy, dude. We don't, we don't have time we'll for 20. 20. 20. Maybe 10. Maybe 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Let's catch up a little bit, man. What's up? Well, first do a business. Oh, yeah. Big talk with Chris and Greg right here. So uh, let's see if I can remember, dude. You can do it. Uh, Instagram, at Big Talk CG, right? Podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's try it again. At Big Talk CG dot podcast on Instagram. There, there you go. go. Now I got it. Uh, at Big Talk CG on Twitter. Yes. And at Big Talk CG dot Gmail. Well, actually, Big Talk CG at Gmail dot com. There you go. Part. For email all you emails, us, yeah. yeah. Email us, tweet us, Instagram us, DM us. There you go. Get into DMs. <laughs> if you guys can't tell already, this episode is going to be about Def Leppard, two of our favorite albums, head to head, battling on saying very similar to our Bon Jovi, which one is better, which one is popular, which one we thought was good. So as of right now, we're doing Pyromania versus Hysteria. Chris, which right now, what's your favorite off the top of your head? Oh, Hysteria. Wow. I'm at Pyromania. Well, that's fine. But here's the thing, dude. I think that I think that with these two albums, there's less of a either this or that kind of a situation. I think that if someone said to you, I like Pyromania better, you keep, okay. There's an, there's an <laughs> argument for both sides, no matter which one you like. That's how good both of these albums are. And oh. I know with, with the Bon Jovi episode we did we can you know that's been brewing for a while um but i you know i can see either side of it but i think even more so in this one um i think either whatever one you like better you will also understand the argument of why the other one is yes better. so it's kind of, i don't think this episode's gonna will be combative at all i think we're both gonna say every song like this one like this one love this one like this one every single song okay all right uh, yeah, both of these albums are awesome. Um, they're in their own category or in their own realm of, of the band that when the uh, the space and time that they were at, you know, um, coming out with music and, you know, the growing as artists and stuff like that. So, yes, these albums both are amazing. And uh, let's just hear what we got to say, man. Let's yeah. start off with, uh, wait a minute, before we do anything else, anything we want to say out there or, or do or... Uh, yeah, dude, Norway's back. Norway's back in the cut. Oh, back listening again. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 
The Norwegians. Norwegians. I love it. They heard our Bon Jovi and they thought, oh, these guys are good. The black metal. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, oh, we hit uh, 1,500 downloads. Um, Got so it. So we're, we're uh, still looking good, dude. All right. Looking good. All right. No new countries? No, no new, new countries. Uh, nope. Canada nope. hasn't. We're still Taiwan is still our favorite. Yeah, Taiwan is still. Well, they're still number two behind the United States of America. Okay. Well, we know U.S. is number one. US we know that one. U.S. is number US one. Is number number one. one. Yeah, we know that already. And then so. Taiwan. Close. Fifteen. Uh, just under fifteen hundred downloads for the U.S. And in a close second, like seriously, right up there with the U.S. is Taiwan with ten. <laughs> <laughs> Ten. Ten tons. Okay. Ten tons of metal. Sounds it. I love it. And uh yeah, man. But I, I think that when we talk about um like these albums you can kinda of definitely tell where Well let's just get into it. You just want to get into it? No, I want you to finish your thought on that oh, one because I want you to I was gonna it. say you can definitely tell how when if you go for well we can, we can even bring in just for a second the high and dry album for a second. Okay. You can see how Pyromania still has elements of high and dry. Elements of its own self and yes. elements of hysteria. In hysteria, uh, you can kind of see there's some elements of pyromania and itself, and then some of went into uh, adrenalized, adrenalized, which was kind of similar more so to um, uh, hysteria. Okay. Uh, but it kind of went away a little bit from that sound, but you can kind of hear where they, they were transitioning and flowing and doing kind of things like that. Got That's it. All I wanted to I like it. No, that was good. That was good. I have some thoughts on on that, but all right, man. Well, let's get started. Get started. All right. Pyromania. You want to talk? Or you want me to give out some factoids? Let's do some factoids first. The nation loves the factoids. All right. Uh, I love them too. Give them to me. January 20th, 1983. Pyromania was released. uh, Mercury Records uh, in the US. Vertigo Records in Europe, uh, UK, so on and so forth. Um. Pete Willis was on this album. He yes. played uh, with Stephen Clark basically all the rhythm sections. Section. And then uh, he got replaced by Phil Collin, who came in and just shredded all the solos and made it made it really is what it is. Yeah. And it was produced by Mutt Lang. And uh, he worked on the history with them as well. It charted at number two on the Billboard 200, number four in Canada, number 18 in the UK selling over now this isn't even their biggest selling album 10 million okay 10 million in the US yeah and uh, it's hard to believe that somebody would outdo 10 million yeah so is that platinum status or is platinum after 20 diamond oh diamond sorry it's diamond diamond. alright sounds good dude Jesus, man. We won't remember you were throwing diamond status in my face the Bon Jovi (laughs) episode now you can't even remember (laughs) oh idiot it's been a few weeks, man. I've been drinking some beers, you know, having got, a good time. I got a little stuffy nose, and I really need to blow it, but I'll wait till we get off air so you guys are going to have to deal with it. Deal you want to go your... through some charting stuff right here? So number sure. two in the U.S., um, 18 in the U.K., four Canada, 20s in some other countries. Uh, it actually charted again in 2014 in the Billboard 200 at number 151. Uh, okay, probably because of the musical play Rock of Ages? Maybe that, yeah. It was also 
Uh, what it was 83, so a 30th year. That would be the 31st year, but they may have re- released it in, at the end of that year. And maybe okay. Some people bought it up. I think they had, did a deluxe edition, didn't yeah, they? they did with, a li- with live remastered. Live remastered, live concert. yeah. I think, I think it, was, it was a live concert from L.A., wasn't it? It was from the L.A. Forum from September 11th, 1983. Wow. Wow, but, that's but that was But that was actually released uh, in, ni- in 2009, so it wasn't. Okay, that, that was wasn't the, the, so the... It must have been Rock of Ages, the... Musical. musical or something yeah. like that. I don't know. All right, cool. Um, we had, uh, they had four um, singles that they released. Actually, okay, I'm going to tell you this right here. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven singles. Uh, the first being Photograph. Okay. And it uh, got uh, Billboard 100, number 12, Peak Position. Very nice. Rock of Ages was the next one, and it went to number 16. Um, both of those songs went to number one on the mainstream rock charts. Okay. But in the Billboard. Foolin' was number three. It went to number nine in the mainstream, number 28 in the Billboard. And then Too Late for Love. See, this is where you, on a lot of them, you don't see some of these uh-huh, on there because yeah. it didn't break the top 40. Uh, Too Late for Love only hit eight. Um, didn't even go on the U.S. Mainstream rock number nine didn't chart on the Billboard. Okay. At all, two hundred. But wasn't too late for love. Um, only a single in UK. U- UK. Yeah, it hit eighty six. Okay, so UK. they got a. They had a little more oomph over there. And then uh, coming under fire, twenty four mainstream rock. Billy's got a gun. Thirty three on the main uh, wow. stream rock. And Those are considered singles. Or in action, not words, was number forty two on the mainstream rock. Singles. Wow, definitely didn't see that in uh, in. America. Mm-hmm. 10 million sold. That's just in the U.S. Okay. 10 million. Quick math. I mean, they got to hit 12 million by now, dude. Because just here doing just these four countries, it's almost 11. Probably easily done. But 10 million U.S., man. It's let's, let's round it up. 12. We can round it up. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, dude. You're the boss. All right. Let's get into it. All right, man. Ready? Track one. Track one, side one, track one. Yeah, um, we're, we're doing albums, guys. Yeah, we're doing albums, dude. Uh, so, rock, rock, rock till you drop. Dude. Yeah, that's an anthem right there, man. Do, 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 do. We need, see, our producer and is on vacation uh, this week, so some of the stuff we're going to have to do on our own this week. So All right. We don't have the person behind the glass kind of helping us out here. Giving us dirty but, um Rock, rock till you drop. Good opener, dude. Solid. Yes, solid definitely opener. solid. Can I start off by saying something? Because I can be very critical. Got it. Go ahead. Um, I like every single song. You know, a lot of times I'll say, all of them are at least pretty good. All of them on this are really good. There isn't a lot where I'm going, eh, I didn't really like it. Okay. I really like every song. I, I'm with you on that and, one. And um, a lot of them are like, dude, I love this song. Um, but um, this is another one of those albums. Of course, we're in 83, and this is Teenager Greg playing these um, um, album or playing this album over and over and over did and you over air guitar and over on this? and over. Yes, you didn't I let did. me finish I my did. question. Did, did you air guitar. guitar this today? Uh, air drum a little oh, bit. You did air drum. We were air uh, cowbelling earlier. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. All right, can we, we hear some rock, yeah. rock till you drop? Yeah, dude, let's hear some. Let's hear some. Let's hear some. You're right about being a solid opener, giving, you know, if, if they came out to on stage with this as their first song, this is the song that gets you pumped. 
Yeah. Telling everybody, hey, man, rock, rock, do you drop. Rock, rock, never stop. Let's, uh, and they got a killer solo coming up. And yeah. it still had the uh, just straight ahead rock sound that they're, I think, carried over. Um, I think you can definitely, like, hear the difference between track one and track two in the sound yes. of the music, where this one I really feel like carries over from uh, high and dry. Yes. And, but photograph kind of is it sound of the pyromania but there's already elements of like what comes next yeah you know in a lot of these you know songs. didn't didn't the producer mutt lang uh, wanted to uh, do this album uh with a radio friendly mainstream rock like you know he changed the guys just a little bit from being straight ahead you know rock metal band That's what he does. to yeah, you know the next stage or you know hey, you want to go reach out to more people we're going to go a little more friendlier yeah. on the lyrics a little more you know, catchier type of thing. So I think he definitely executed very well layer for the band. Up, layer upon layer Correct. with the vocals exactly. and the, you know, guitars and everything. is yeah. just track over track over track, which is fine because I've actually was, you know, when we were listening to these albums getting ready, I was like, man, I got to see what this sounds like live. I got to go listen to like a live. So I listened to a couple of their live oh, albums. Okay. They're good, dude. And yes, do they use backing tracks? I'm sure they do because there's no way you can reproduce this with five guys playing five instruments. You just can't do it. Okay. Especially when you listen to some of their th- songs like on the Hysteria album uh, and some of the songs on this album too, like with just the harmonizing, it's just so deep and rich in the choruses and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Are you playing what you're holding in your hand? Okay, mm-hmm. then, 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 okay. Yeah. I'm fine All with right. it. Are you ready for... Uh... Track yeah, two, which yeah, is, yeah. I, I think, one of my favorites in this whole album, uh, Photograph, you know? Uh, great, great song in the sense of good pop song. Uh, this is the their first single from this album, and I think they knocked it out of the park with the one. This was a great way to start, um, you know, uh, the, the releasing the singles and getting the masses to the people because, you know, if people knew Def Leppard from before, they're like, oh, yeah, Def Leppard, you know, high and dry and, you know, uh, bringing on the heartbreak and, you hear this, and I loved it, man. I thought this was thing. I think this was the first song I think I heard on the radio that attracted me to them. Because I really didn't know Def Leppard until this album. Yeah, dude. This is one of my favorite songs by them ever. Yeah, totally. And, uh, man, it this really, ha- you know, it really fits in, that, in the Pyromania mm-hmm. album. But also, when you hear like the chorus and stuff, you, you, like I said, you hear what's coming, you know, in the future. But dude, this is a, it, you know, it doesn't get better than this. Rarely. Sing along, good solo, you know, uh, arena ready song to get people ready to go. Fun video, yeah. You know, these guys had these guys did it, man. You know, catchy choruses, great musicians, good looking guys, music videos, MTV. <laughs> This is uh, tailor made for success. Yeah, definitely. A great produced album. Love it, dude. Uh, I love it. Pete Willis was a co writer on this song. Yeah. So he did a lot of, was, you know, some of the songs were, were left over that when he was with the band, obviously he played on them, he wrote on them. And you know, I think that was the thing that you were talking about from the layover from High and Dry to this album was, yeah, he was involved in all these, in, in you know, we'll say at least 70% of the songs. So his feel or his uh, taste. Or what he threw into the mix carried over to the this album, mm-hmm. which worked very well, you know. And then we'll hear the difference on the next album how things. Isn't this, change is this a song bit. about Marilyn Monroe? 
Might be. I think they they implied it that it was you know in like the she, video, right? She was so beautiful that you know just you know, needed I, a photograph I, of her. I've listened to these albums, uh, Hysteria more. Okay. So you're probably more the expert on pyromania than I am, but uh, I felt like I didn't need to do a lot of like. Like, okay, when we did White Lion, I hadn't heard a lot of their songs or, or, you know, didn't listen to those albums over and over again. So I wasn't as familiar with, you know, the subject of the song, yeah. the content. And I felt like, oh, I want to know what this is about. This is about. Because it seems like their songs were more, uh, uh, like, political. This is about something important. Yes. Whatever. So I want to understand what's going on. Where this is, this is just straight rock and roll fun. Yeah. So I felt like I didn't have to do that. Well, this song is about Marilyn Monroe when she was in her da -da 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 <laughs> stage and da -da 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 -da. Well, I think maybe somebody dreaming about her and yeah. you know, give me a photograph of Marilyn Monroe and stuff like that. Man. All right, all right. That's so that's track two, dude. It's track three, Stage Fright. Talk about it. This is an awesome song too, man. Um, done by Elliot and Lang and, and Savage himself. Um, just hanging out in good time, man. I mean, it. it it's it's fun because that, that is a word people have used before stage fright. We're like, hey, you're a performer. I don't want to go on stage. I have a stage fright. So it's it's fun, man. It, it just do you, me, do you want me to play this from the beginning? Do you want to get that sound at the beginning, or you want me to go to the chorus or what? No, go to the chorus. Go to the chorus. I like the chorus. Where is it? All right, there it is, dude. There you go, man. Here we go. A rocker. This is definitely I on that. And then the chorus. Just sounds great, dude. Yeah. That was me. Sorry. That's all right, guys. Production. You know, some of our listeners, believe it or not, some of the younger ones that you know I've talked to uh, listen to our podcast, you know, and I talk to them about the music. They've never even heard of some of these bands. Well, that's the thing. I mean, everybody else. I mean, I don't know. They're still. You, you haven't done that where you've heard some. Like, put it this way. Lately, uh, I'll say maybe five years ago, I didn't know a lot about Black Sabbath earlier albums and I just heard like the hits and stuff like that and then I went you know you go deep into it and some of these songs are awesome any band that you go mm -hmm. to you, you you know if you don't know a lot of them some of these songs you just hear or heard of them and you're like man that was a great song so stuff like that man so if people don't know about it I'm glad we're introducing them and maybe they get a chance to get some spins or you know check it out for themselves yes you know love uh, it dude this fucking song is great dude. yeah I think the next song's a little better. They're, they're which... three for three so far. <laughs> three for three. <laughs> All right. So number four, Too Late for Love. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, when I, th I would say this would be one of my favorite deep cuts from this album. Um, and also I was, I was doing my homework and talking with my wife about it, and this is also one of her favorite deep cut songs from this album. So You call this a deep cut? I do. Really? Yeah, because to me it wasn't a single. I know, but here, here but, in the U.S. it wasn't. I thought a everybody single. knew this, this this song. Mm -mm. I didn't. I don't think so. Really? Mm. I love the intro. Yeah, it starts off slow, man. Great, great guitar sound. Too late for love. They were all in on this one, uh, writing this, dude. Yeah, I, I love this song. Um, I I can't say enough good things about it, dude. Yeah, and like you said, it wasn't released in the U.S. Only in the U.K. hit 86 on the U.K. singles. Uh, this is another one where you know where the the chorus. Yeah, 
it was the one. Listen to that. And hearing them sing and stuff like that, man, it's great. There it goes, kicking in, man. Nice little mid-tempo. Yeah. Too late for love, baby. Love it. Great song, man. I say it's a deep cut because, to me, like the three singles were, were you know, everybody knows those songs once you mention it. But if you say, oh, too late for love, you go, what? What? What is that? I thought everybody knew this, dude. If you know Duff Leopard, you know this song. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe like a Fringe fan. Okay. You know, may not know it. Fringe fan. I just Fly by night Copyright fan. Copyright French fan Whoa Big talk with Chris and Greg Copyright Owners <laughs> Trademark Double stamp No erases <laughs> Double stamp You were here at Moment of Inspiration So I gave you 49% That's okay 49%. I'll take it I'll take it Alright dude Next song Die Hard, Die Hard the, Hunter. the Hunter Awesome man I mean Killer rock song dude. Yeah dude um, I mean, even the ones that weren't singles are still just killer. Yeah. Are just. I, yeah. I mean, let me, let me. Have we heard this album so much that we just, these songs are so deep that we just love them? I mean, yeah. to be honest, some of these, going back and looking them, you know, 20, 30 years ago, yeah. For me, it is. Yeah. N- another good. I was a little too back in the verse, but that's okay. We can talk about it. Die Hard the Hunter, dude. Uh, the four members. Uh, well, no, actually, uh, uh, Clark, Elliot, Lang, and Savage. Yeah. Good Writing stuff, on man. this one's a long-ass song, dude. Six yeah. minutes. Long for them. Um, yeah. I hear a lot of synthesizer on this. That's probably Mutt Lang's influence on Yeah, that, definitely. For sure. Um, trying to make that, you know... More sound fuller sound yeah fuller deeper whatever it yeah. it, it fits because it's there to it's there to give it a little depth it's not there to be out in front yeah exactly exactly let's we talked it, about let's that give one. it a little a little something a little something for that yeah that's definitely true for that it's like let's do the vocals the guitar bass and drums and then layer of all that again <laughs> and then put the keyboards in there behind it to kind of give it a little oomph on the back end and I'm totally down with it like I'm telling you guys every song is so far is really good dude. <laughs> and Joel Elliott's voice is definitely raspier on this album okay so on Hysteria he definitely has smoothed it out but remember this it they did that hysteria four years later on. They did, dude. Took forever. I mean, I'm sure they they toured like crazy for this. Yeah. And then took a, a break, and then four years later on, finally pulled that out. All right. I'm ready to flip the record and start side yeah, two. Dude, hold on a second. Let me let me get the record player. <laughs> flip it. Those are my lame sound effects. Record scratch needle. Is this colored effects. vinyl, Chris? It is not. It's standard black. <laughs> it is standard black. Uh, side two, song one is fooling. Oh, man. This is a song, dude. This is another good, good, good. And this was what, their second single when they released this album? Uh, fooling? Rock Babies? 
This was, uh, no, number three. Oh, this was three. Okay. This hit number 28. Got number it. Number 28. So photograph was 12. I remember on MTV when they released full in on, on the video, man, all the girls were in love with Joe Elliott. It just, you know, he colored his hair a little differently and he was like a white tank top or a white shirt. I didn't and, have cable, dude. Yeah, you had to go to your grandmother's, dude. my grandma's, dude. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you YouTube it and now? All, and, and it's kind of funny because all the girls that were there thought that he was hot, too. <laughs> and there was only one, and it was my grandma. <laughs> Joe Elliott and Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> your grandma did not like long-haired, you know, UK dudes. How do you... Were you there? Yeah, I talked to her. She did. She told me. She told me. <laughs> Is that why you grow your hair every once in a while? Yeah, yeah. Remembers of your grandmother. Memory. <laughs> Fool then, dude. This is uh, this is an awesome song, dude. This was fun. Totally good. You know, uh, music video, good solo. Um, you know, it's good. I loved it, man. Catchy. Yeah. You know, catchy as hell. A lot of their songs are, I mean, really, are pop songs that are rock. I mean, they're just so catchy. Pop song is a song that is catchy, radio-friendly, and popular. Pop, pop music. Okay. They're pop if, songs, and they're if you rock. Would, if you would have said that for Hysteria, I would agree with you more on Hysteria. Oh, there are more pop songs on Hysteria than, than on this album. Than this album. So, yes, I think that radio-friendly for this one, close to pop, yes. But there are pop. I, I agree with you on that term. But if you were to look at Hysteria, Hysteria is going to oh, yeah. be more more focused if they if they were in a tunnel and like okay we're gonna go down this pop road now they they opened it up out of the tunnel and go okay this is they got off they took the highway and got off at popville (laughs) and i love it popville that's why hysteria sold 387 trillion copies whoa swear to god (laughs) swear to god do your math again on that one trillion i think i carried the zero too many times (laughs) Yeah, dude, this song is bitch. Move the disappoint. Good. Uh, Fool in, man. All right, so now we're going to get to uh, song seven. Number second seven. song on side two. And this is the song, man. This is it. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages is a fun song that got it going, man. I go, we, we introduced it in the beginning part of the, the episode, but this is another great song that they pulled, man. This is, uh, uh, was it single two? This is great, man. I follow up to to you know photograph. Yep. You know number sixteen. Same thing with the guys, and I think this is the first time. I think in this video they pulled out the was it called Union Jack the UK flag. Mm-hmm. These guys were wearing it, and it became like a pop culture you know yeah, uh, uh, shirt. I, to be honest, I I bought into it, and one of the shirts I bought uh, probably from Music Plus uh, was um, you know the Def Leppard you know Union Jack shirt. You know that I would wear around that had you know Def Leppard on it, dude. I was, I was loving it. You know that kind of stuff. So how about we dab into Rock of Ages? I love this song. Yeah, a, a little. So a lot of people hear the beginning. Yes, know, with the countdown, the Gunter Glieben, Glauben, Globen, and they're like, "What? In the, what does that mean? What is that language? Like, <laughs> what does that mean?" So I was watching it. Uh, I have Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. So uh, on Hair Nation. They've been starting to do these things where they have artists come on and do a little 30-second thing where they talk about an album or a song. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is our Pyromania song. We did it is. You know, Bon Jovi's been on there. He's talked about this. And uh, he actually, Joe Elliott, talked about this. And he said that's actually Mutt Lang at the beginning. 
And all it was was instead of just going one, two, three, four, he would come up with these stupid things that he would say. So this is just made up gibberish that means nothing. This is a <laughs> countdown into the song when they're recording it. That is awesome. That's, that's a good fact, man. I that's didn't know all that. All it one. is. <laughs> and he laughs at like that's it. Everybody thinks it means something more, but that's it. So. Everybody thought it was German or Swedish or. And I'm sure that fact has been around, but I've never heard like them say no, it ever. No, I've never, never heard, heard that, it. Dude, never heard. I just that. thought it was like German or something that meant i don't know in <laughs> rock of ages in german or we're about to rock your ass off or something but here let's we're play gonna it. do a face do you want me to play it from the beginning we already heard it at the beginning of the show no you want be me in to... the middle give yeah, me dude. give me some give me some chorus so i can air drum and air guitar and raise my fist up like everybody else is yeah, yeah. or i could sing a dance like a, a musical yeah what do you want greg i want to rock and roll Sing along chorus. Yeah. You're a you're a sixteen to seventeen year old male youth in the crowd. Or you got your headphones on, you're in bed listening to this, you're <laughs> Thunder God. There you go, right? I love it, dude. This is a, this they, a fun they song. They write good songs, dude. They write they good do. songs. Doesn't matter who's producing or whatever. These are good songs. You're fun too. Definitely, dude. And I think this album title, not album title, this song title, um, is known. I mean, when you say Def Leppard, you say Rock of Ages, you automatically know Def Leppard. Yeah. You know, some some people who are not part of the pop culture, if you said Full In, they'd be like, ah, I don't know, who sings that? Photograph, maybe. You would go, ah. But you say Rock of Ages, oh yeah, Def Leppard. If they know who Def Leppard is. Well, I, I would think it's a pretty good. You know, song title on known for that kind of stuff. You know, little guitar action right there. Love God. it. I love these songs, dude. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think, who doesn't know who? I, I we grew up in that era where I just forget that people don't know who Duff Leppard is. I thought that they were one of those bands that were timeless that everybody knew. I think sometimes, in the heyday for these guys, a lot of people knew them. Nowadays. You know, as they got a little older and they're not doing an album every four years, people forget about it. They know they rely on more of the back catalog to keep them going. You know? All right, next song. What are we up to? We're on side two, track three, number eight in total. Coming under fire. Nice. What do you think of this one? Love this song, too, man. This is another good one. Give me some rock and roll, Chris. Coming under fire. (laughs) Here we go, dude. This is a great one. And and especially with Hysteria, just because I'm more familiar with that album, but this one, same, same, same thing applies to both. You got the hits, you got the singles, you got the songs you know, the ones that are on the radio, the videos, and then you hear the ones that aren't, and you're like... Fuck, dude, that's a great song too. Yeah. Oh shit, that's a great song too. Oh my god, the, and you're like, it's like at some point are they just like, yeah, this one's a single. I mean, the singles are obviously the best ones that would that they had on there, but some of them that aren't could have been singles in the, their own right. Yeah, this is another one, a great sing along. I mean, you just heard the chorus right now, and they're like, you got me coming, then everybody else on the band or sing along under fire. You know, what I mean, from yelling it at the stage or, you know, great. 
great stuff, man. All right, look at the solo. You know, Steve Clark was another one of those guys, man, that just, he was great at his in, in, mm -hmm. his, in his time, man. I mean, RIP to him, but damn, dude, he was he was great, great yeah. guitarist, man. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that, yeah. homeboy. You know, different, uh, when they progressed after he passed away, I mean, you could tell that there's certain sound that was They lost something. Them. I think they lost a little something. Uh, Vivian Campbell's a great guitar player, but I, yeah, they did it. Something just a little different. Yeah, something's a little different. I mean, it could be anything else, Chris. Like people getting older. I mean, they can't play as fast as they used to, <laughs> you know, or a certain sound, or they yeah. want to do something that they play overplayed the solo a million times. Hey, I'm tired of playing that. Let me let me tune it down. Let me tune it up. Let me let me do something different. There's a lot of uh, reasons for that, man. All right, give me the next song. What are we up to? We're on side two, number four, track nine, action. No words. Right. Tell me about it. It's your album. You, you know what? This is this is you know same thing. Uh, radio ready, fun ready, um, album, um, arena ready type rock where you know you're yelling at people, telling them you know give me action, not words. Uh, good stuff, man. I mean, goes from there. Was it lights, camera? Sound. Dude. Like, if you gave someone this album, it's kind of funny. Sometimes you can you can kind of play Puppeteer. Have okay. you ever heard of Duff Leopard? Okay. Now I'm going to do this to one of the guys next time. I work with a whole bunch of guys and girls. And uh, they listen to a lot of music when they're working. Okay. And... I'm going to tell you guys, listen to this song, this song, this song, and this song. These were the hits. Not listen to these. Or should, um, no, you know what? I'm going to reverse and go, listen to these songs first. Those were good. Yeah, those weren't the singles. Now listen to these. Uh -huh. So, you know, they get that reverse of like, dude, they're good. Oh, yeah, that's not even the best stuff. You have that much influence, Chris? Well, no, I'll just ask them to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to you, old man. Like, like, like the Bon Jovi one, dude. Yeah. Like the younger guys are like, I don't know who that is. I go, oh, we'll listen to these albums. And then, so they... Uh, all right. so, since we played it, let's continue with it yeah, right now, dude, man. We just went right into the, <laughs> to the last song right, All right. here. You know, last song, uh, Billy's Got a Gun slowed it down just a little bit or gave it more thickness. Uh, hold on. Thickness. This uh, one does <laughs> have more. Thickness. <laughs> Sorry. It's a nod to one of Chris's daughters. <laughs> I could have kept it going, but Billy's got a good dude. A good way to close the album. Uh, um, fun, good, and, and you know, almost like telling a story now. You know, like now they're into storytelling of this. You know, a feel for it, and great. I love it, man. The same thing. Sing along courses. Listen to the vocals, yeah. dude, and the vocals. I mean, yes. But that's got Mutt Lang just written all over you. Oh, the keyboards in yeah. the back, yeah, just yeah. layer, 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 yeah. layer. It's like this is one of the closest that you're going to get to something that would be on Hysteria with that layering during the chorus. Listen to that. Yeah. In the background, it's... It, <laughs> all right, guys. If, if you listen, don't listen to your car. Listen on headphones. Oh, always, and, dude. And, <laughs> always. And hear the, 
little small details of of uh, the atmosphere of what they're setting up, man. Great. This I is love. good. Did you know that um, uh, on the Mercury vinyl release, um, "Coming Under Fire" and "Action Not Words" were listed in reverse order. No, okay, eight, no, nine I didn't instead know. of nine and eight. Uh, but on the album, they were actually "Coming Under Fire" and "Action Not Words" were on the sleeve. Was, All right, no, I didn't know that one, man. Huh? I got you, dude. My factoids are on fire today. Yeah. And I'm not trying Damn to, you, Chris. I just want to let everybody know, no one in specifically, I'm not trying to fool Greg with my factoids. These are facts, not opinion. <laughs> I'm not trying to be an agent of chaos here. Um, right. So let's see, any additional uh, musicians on here? The Leopardettes do some backing vocals. Whoever, I guess that's, I don't know who the Leopardettes are. It's in quotes. Yeah. Um, Joe Elliott, Steve Clark, Phil Collin, Rick Savage. Rick Allen, and then a little bit of Pete Willis plays rhythm guitar with Steve Clark on all the on all tracks, and then Phil Collin comes in and shreds, dude. That's it. That's it. Dude. Anything else you want to talk about this amazing, amazing, amazing album? Uh, it's kick ass, and I loved it, man. Yeah, I loved it. I do you, I remember. Do you remember your first buying it? Your first memory of this? Um, I, Music Plus, and I think I got it on. I definitely got it on cassette. And then I was going to tell you, I think I was at a, uh, somewhere and I bought sticker, but, uh, it was a bumper sticker that said, you know, Def Leppard and had the Pyromania, uh, you know, album cover. And I think I cut it and I would put the Def Leppard to somewhere else. And I put the, uh, Pyromania sticker of the album on my, um, stereo. Cause I was one of those kids that loved to, you know, put different the stickers I'm still that guy. You can actually see some of the junk that I do. I would put stickers um, on my stereo. So uh, actually, on that one, Chris, I had, I remember I had the Def Leppard. I had Motley Crue. I think I even had Quiet Right at the time. But, you know, I was, I was into those bands at the mm-hmm. early part of the 80s. But, yeah, great album. Loved it. How about you, man? Any final thoughts on, on um, I didn't Pyromania? Dis- I didn't discover this album in 83 when it came out. Mm-hmm. It took me some time later in the 80s. To, I had to go back and rediscover, and I love it. Yeah, um, you know, kind of when you get introduced to stuff, can kind of influence which what you like. Better, sure, which you don't. But um, and, and this was one of those albums. I did fall in love with this one, and then I went back. So I did back. Then I went back and did High and Dry, and I was like, oh shoot, they have one more on Through the Night, and then I got that album, and mm-hmm. fall in love with like, oh my god, I could see the influence. I could see how they were. Look at look at the sound. There's still a lot of um, great songs. Uh, on those two albums, so mm-hmm. those are great two albums that I love too. And High and Dry still is one of my favorite twos. I think Pyromania is a little higher on my list, but I still love those two. So I'm ready for the next album. Versus this is Hysteria. Yeah, Hysteria, dude. Uh, love this album. Released August third, nineteen eighty seven, Mercury Records. So four years since four years, dude. And that's because they had a bunch of bunch of shit going on. Um, they Rick Allen got in a, their drummer got into a car accident. Oh, that's right, Eve, that's right. Lost that's right. his arm. They had to wait for him to come back. Um, if he mo- came back, wasn't yeah. that, there was a time when they said in the news they waited like, like a year. Uh, like oh, is Def Leppard done? Yeah. And, or do we get a new guy? And it was, they they argued with that thought of yep. getting somebody new because who who ever thought of a a um, one armed drummer? Yep. No. And you know, um, that type of stuff. It's not me, dude. Sorry. Oh, was that you? That was me. And uh, Mutt Lang yeah. decided he didn't want to 
produce it. So he kind of left and was like, he was overworked, exhausted. So he left. So they tried somebody new Steinman, I think from meatloaf and Steinman, I think that's his name. Um, didn't really work out with them. Uh, it was taking a long time. Uh, so finally, you know, kind of things started falling into place. Well, I'm sorry. And then Mutt Lang, when he came back, he got into an accident himself, sustained lower body injuries to his legs. Took him a little while to come back from that. Joe Elliott had a bout with the mumps also. So all these things just kind of, and that was in 86. So all these things were just happening. Yeah. Delay, 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 delay. Plus, everybody knows notoriously that it took them forever once they were finished to produce and master this whole album to come out with the greatness that it was. But that's why it took so long. You know, it just seemed like everything was going against them. But, you know. What do they say? Heat sharpens metal or heat hardens metal or time and pressure makes a diamond, bro. And this there you one go. Was definitely came out diamond status. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time and pressure make a so, diamond. So, I like uh, that one, dude. August 3rd, 1987. Man. Hysteria. Hysteria came out, dude. Yeah. I love this album. There's not a bad track on here. Um, factoid time. Factoid. And I kind of, I'm going to have to flip back and forth between two websites. Okay. Um, to kind of get all the information. So peak positions for this uh, in 87, 89, uh, Australia, number one, Dutch, 14, German, 10, Norway, number one, New Zealand, number one, Sweden, number two, Switzerland, number two, UK, number one, Billboard, number one. It went to number one in all those countries. Um, and then again, for some reason, in 2017 and 18, let me go back up here. Okay, they came out with the 30th anniversary edition. In 2017, uh, with one, two bonus discs, um, live stuff on here, just all of like four new discs <laughs> got re released. Dude, number then it hit number 71 in uh, uh, Austria and 153 in Belgium. Um, there's I guess they have two um, uh, album charts there 153 and yeah. one of them and 76 and another billboard 200 hit number 39 uh u.s catalog album chart so i guess that's things that have been previously released that are older it hit number one and in the u.s top albums it was number five on the billboard so nice you know 30 years later it still reigns supreme 12 million 12 times platinum u.s jesus 12 that's times that's uh US. Ooh, Chris. That thing's got to be up towards like 15 million copies, dude. Right? Um, now let me go. I got to go back over here to uh, my other thing over here. So I can get the song listing. Excuse me. So the tracks in order. In the U.S., Woman was the first release. In Correct. Everywhere else, I think it was Animal. Right. But Woman was number one release. It uh, hit number 80. Okay. Animal was number two. It hit number 19. Hysteria was released number three. It hit number 10. Pour Some Sugar on Me was released number four. It hit number two. Love Bites was number five. It hit number one. Armageddon It was released number six. I'm out of breath already. It hit right? number three. And Rocket was released number seven, and it hit number 12. Jeez. That's amazing, dude. Wow. So they had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of the seven releases were top 20. All right. You, do you know how you were talking about um, Joe Elliott coming on Hair, um, yeah, Hair Nation and talking about stuff? Mm -hmm. So I did hear something, too, where they were talking about when before they released Pour Some Sugar On Me, he said the album was doing fairly well. He says they were good. 
they were filling arenas, um, theaters, and all this other good stuff. He says, they released uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me. He says, then they went to mega status. Mega status, dude. And here's how you can look at that. So it hit number two at, in uh, 7-23, July 23rd of 88. Mm-hmm. And then you just go to the album chart, dude, and you can see Hysteria. When did it hit number one? Like two uh, years later? The July 23rd, 1988. Yeah. The same time that Pour Some Sugar on Me was at number two, so that definitely drove it yeah. for a two-week two ride. But it was, that um, you know, in the weeks preceding that, it was number four, number three, number three, number three, number two, number two. Then it finally hit number one, number one. Then it dropped to two. Then it went to one. Then two, two, one, 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 two, two, two. Jesus. This Three, fours, five, six. Then it goes back to six. It's like you can tell when the singles are released because yeah, it definitely. goes back to top four. Then, dude, it's like yeah. in the top 99 weeks in the top 50. 99 weeks? Like basically two years, man. Damn. All right. I'm ready to start with Woman. Oh, yeah, okay, Give it to me. Okay. okay. Um, this is first single and first song on uh, Hysteria. Okay. Uh, woman, uh, average, you know, but these songs are more about what four to five minutes, five to six minutes. Yeah, there's some so long this, ones there's on here. Long ones on here. So these guys, like I said, they put the time and work into yeah. into this album. Now, as an opener, compared to uh, um, Pyromania, no, I, no, uh, totally rock, rock till you drop. Is, rock, is, rock till you drops a better opener. Is a better opener. Um, but this definitely tells you what you're going to get in this album. Yes, that's it. Uh, there's a different sound. You're hearing the l- l- layers and the more, a little more keyboards on there. Uh, fun, f- friendly pop. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, it, I don't want to sound the wrong way, but it's almost like Pyromania. Yeah, we got the guys rocking. Hysteria, we got the guys and the girls. Yeah, there you go. That's and a way that to say it too. Brought them all the way to the top of the threat of fear. <laughs> um, you know, same thing. Um, good song, but to start off an album, no. It's it's not the best opener, but I love this song. And it's kind of funny because, you know, uh, I listen album, 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 not singles. I like to listen to albums, but a lot of times when I listen to this album, I'll skip the first song. Okay, because. It, you forget how good it is. Yeah. Do you do you also hear the different sound in the drums? Remember we talked yeah, about Yeah, cuz he's playing the left playing, hand in part with his left foot through like MIDI a, player with his yeah, foot. Yeah. So we know that they it's more electronic did electronic, yeah. But you know, he came back and did you know, Rick Allen came back and 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 you know, I don't want to say reintroduce themselves as a different type of drummer, and, and it worked. And the, I'm totally glad that the band waited for him. I mean, uh, a probably founding member, and hey, no, we're gonna keep it with you, and we don't want anybody else. We want you to heal, and if you got the will and 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 you know grit to come back, let's work on it. Let's get the sound together, and and you know, yeah, let's do it. So you know, they're not. Known, I appreciate that. They're not known for their uh, like above and beyond amazing drum playing. Correct. So that's not what this band's about. Solid rhythm section. Rick Savage, Rick Allen, solid, solid rhythm section. Let's put the guitars, the vocals, the layers over the top of this freaking yeah. rhythm sections, just keeping it tight and keeping us chugging along. And 
that's just the way they sound, dude. You know, you're talking about um, Joe Elliott's sound from the uh, um, Pyromania. He says you can definitely tell the the sound also his singing. Yeah. On this, even that first song. So y- y- this is an introduction of what this album is, and definitely you got a different sound from the band. Uh, you know, pop oriented or. You know, more they they meant more from mainstream. This is not mainstream. This is definitely a pop rock <laughs> album. You know, he wanted to make the rock equivalent of Michael Jackson's Thriller. That was Mutt Lang's. That's, that's idea. Or he, he did. Be, it is better than Thriller, dude. Yeah, this is better than Thriller. All right, man. Let's talk about song two, Rocket. You're gonna hear me say this about every song that is. I love it. Yeah, I love it. No, no. This is this is definitely a, a good album, but it, it's. It's a different album than than the guys have, as we talked about from the first, uh, you know, from when we talking about Pyromania. This is definitely a different song set. This is a different, you know, musicianship from the guys. They're doing a little thing different, and you know, produced very well. Still another good, good song. You know, fun, different sound. You can tell the drums are a little bit different now. You know, still sing, it. still arena ready sing-alongs. You know? Rocket! Most of these songs are about sex and love and stuff like that. Oh, these guys, man. Yeah. I mean, look at the time. They're, you know, young men. Not in their 20s anymore. They're probably late 20s, early 30s. All sing-alongs. Yeah. Every last one of them. This one has that long... Long this part like interlude kind of thing. It goes on. Yeah. Uh, what is it? clocked in at six point thirty seven? Yeah. You know. Still good. Then I still love worked. It. I love yeah, it, dude. It's the single. All right. Huh? All right. Next track. This is number three. Number three. This is animal, man. Animal, this is dude. this is great. I mean, um, popish sound. Great in the in that sense of fun. Uh, uh, Def Leppard song, man. This is Animal. Sounds good. It was a good video too. They kind of did like a circus type thing. Um, good stuff, man. I these guys are. I love this song. Right. I love this song. Yeah. I love this song. I think I got it right into the guitar solo, which is great, man. That's perfect. Give me the solo. It's. I need your touch. I need your love. Animal. Well, people get that way. I'm an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to just the the course. What a fun song to see live, right? I love it, dude. Sing-along choruses, guitar-driven, harmonize it. We're going to say the same thing over and over again with each of these songs. And one could say, oh, they all sound the same. They all have a similar sound, but they're, they are all different enough. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way, to know each one yeah. independently. Yeah. It's not like they all sound the same. No, they don't. They have the same sound because it's the album. That's the concept the album was, yeah. was... Mutt Ling is like, we're going to well, make this well, pop album. Well, wait till we get to side two. We're going to have a little bit different to say. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. on that one. So, yeah. 
you know, we're looking at the, the next song, which is song four, Love Bites, which is their ballad. Mm-hmm. You know, great ballad. This is, you know, a fun ballad. I'm usually more of the acoustic-ish type of guy who likes that. But, you know, this is this is great, man. This is, you know, they have that computerized Love Bites. You want me to play it from the beginning? or no, you can play it whenever. Now, do it. All right, dude. Joe Elliott said this was the only song that ever made his mom cry. She loved it so much. Really? There's some other songs on their previous categories. Tracks. That's what he said. This was their this was their number one hit. You take the power ballad takes you to the takes you all the way. It brings the ladies in. It does, dude. (laughs) Exactly. Brings the yeah, dude, number one. If you're not back in the day, guys, we used to have uh, lighters and uh, put your lighter up. Now it's hey, put your cell phone on. Oh god, dude. right? Can everybody kind of get on a soapbox? Yes, real fast. Here we go. Five seconds. Go. Band comes out to play when you're at a concert. Leave your cell phones off. <laughs> Listen to me. Let feel the adrenaline, the excitement, the um, the moment, feel your body, feel it and watch it and absorb it because it's a concert. And when the band comes out and starts playing, it's a rush of just everything at once. Right. Put your cell phone in your pocket. When the song ends, pull it out and take a picture of the band and put your fucking phone back. We don't need to be filming. We're at the goddamn show. Yeah, Why does everybody have to film fucking footage from the damn show? I don't know. Take a picture, band. Boom, there you are, Joe Elliott, boom, now put it away. Why do we got to sit there and film? Get your phone out of my fucking face, dude. It's like a big bright blue light in my face from everybody around me. All right, I'm going to jump back. I want to enjoy the moment. Hold up, Greg, I'm not done soap. I will mute your ass right now. Can we please put the fucking cell phones away when bands are playing in a live concert? Thank you. All right, I'm gonna jump on your soapbox and agree with you on this, but but this, ha- but but. this ha- yeah no, but this has to do with everything from when we go to live events at wrestling, when we go to live events on on things. Some people pull out their cell phones and are and just want to record everything. I don't get it. Why? I don't know. If it's not on the internet, it didn't happen. No, no. no. I went there. Oh, did you get? No, I didn't do it because I was enjoying the fucking moment, dude. I I wasn't worrying about my focus and filters and fucking if I recorded it or not. Correct. And and the sound of it. No, I agree with you. I do put my phone out. Do take a picture. Do something. I got no problem with that. I put it away. I got no problem with that. Because you're right. I'm with you on living in the moment for whatever I'm in front of. Yeah. Live for the moment, enjoy it. Use your use your eyes, use your senses, and enjoy everything that you got. That that band I coming out, that band coming out right at the beginning, because it's usually a banger when they come out. Yeah, and they're coming out, and they're full of energy. The crowd's gonna be full of energy, and you're just gonna you want to just bask in it uh, with the band. Okay, now you can shut up because you can pour some sugar on me. Oh, dude, give it to me. This is the song everybody knows. Just like I was talking about Rock of Ages being the song from the album, this is the song from this album that everybody knows. If you say, ooh, put some sugar on me. Oh, yeah, I know that song. This is it. I love this song. Yeah, it's cool. Who I love doesn't? It. Yeah. Is it overplayed? Let me ask you that. No. Okay, I think it, it is overplayed. It, it isn't but, because here's But it thing. isn't for me. See, here's the thing is I don't think it is. Because in my experience, like I mostly listen to Sirius XM, they don't play this song a lot. They play a lot of 
uh, like stuff from Pyromania and the other songs from this album because there's so many. They don't play this one. I heard. I think it was a few months ago. I heard it. A few months? Yeah. They rotate their songs too, but yeah, yeah I but agree with you. I don't think they overplay this. I don't think it gets overplayed. Okay. I don't skip it. Well, I mean, how about in general? Do you think it's overplayed? I do. Um, but I love it. I'm not going to tell you that I don't love the song and it comes on. Are you going to skip it? No. Yeah. No, I don't skip it. What's that? What's that thing that's called? You know, when someone gets married, the the thing that the lady wears around her thigh, the garter. Yeah. The thing like when they're married. Yeah. This is the song. You were there. This is the song I played when I took it off my wife's leg. When I we wasn't there. Was I our, invited? Yeah, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so this song holds a special place in mine. My, oh, my uh, gosh. My phone is ringing. You didn't. I you did, did it. You said it again. It's all right. I did it, too. Uh, pour some sugar on me. Yeah. Well, this song is a, holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. For that. Okay. And, uh, pour some sugar on me. Good, fun song. Um, you know, it is one of their biggest biggest hits that I've definitely had. I mean, you have to, and they always play it live, so. Oh, yeah. Good and stuff. And this is guys. one of those songs I wanted to hear on one of the newer live albums to see how it stood, stood up live. Okay. Still sounds great. Great. Still sounds great. Uh, are you ready for next track? Yeah. All right. Yeah, next track. Track six, side one, Armageddon It. Good. An, an, another fun song that... It was arena ready to sing along, you know. Are you getting it? And then the crowd, yes, we're getting it. I mean, good stuff, man. I mean, these guys, and and I remember that Chris, they did this uh, tour in the round, so they put a stage in the in the center, and they could just run around the whole stage as it, you know, you know, goes clockwise, and the guys are running, you know, there. Good stuff. Love it. Love the yeah. little. That's probably uh, Stephen Clark in the background with the picking the, the, the yeah. guitar and the nice little clean uh, electric guitar in the back. He Headphones. was an awesome, awesome guitarist, songwriter, man. Good stuff. Man. Yeah. You guys don't know Stephen Clark. He was a rhythm guitar player. Basically, he drank himself to death. Yeah. And uh, it's very unfortunate. He was a big part of the band. Hey, um, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but uh, going back... Uh, we were talking about pour some sugar on me. Do you know that's the lengthwise that was the shortest single on the album? It clocked in at four point two seven, and that's how long. That was the shortest song on the album, and it was the, the biggest single. I didn't know that. <laughs> was it the biggest single? Love bites was number one. Just pour some sugar on me. Only went to Ooh, number two. Okay, all right. But you know what? I will. Regardless of the charting, I would probably say it is the biggest song. Okay. On the on the album. Definitely. Yeah. God, this is a... Bring us some good memories. Another huh? great song, dude. So, just in case you guys didn't figure out by now, every single song on side yeah. one was a release. It was a single. <laughs> and I always talk about how I don't like it, but you can't get away from it on this album. It's like they yeah. got to be next to each other somewhere, so I guess let's just put them all together. That side one could be one of the best sides of music right? on any album. Right. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We ever argue about that? I think we're gonna we're gonna win on this one. This man. is side one. Side one. Hysteria. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. The song comes back days later. All right, man. You're right. <laughs> You're right. All right. I'm ready to flip the record. You ready to flip it? Yeah. All right, dude. So 
like we said, side one definitely had its hysteria sound. Side two, we get a little little different stuff going on in here. You know, it's not all that straight hysteria sound. Correct. Um, starts off with a, a super good song, Deep Cut. Deep um, Cut, yes. Gods of War. You know, like he says, they, they wanted a sound to them. This is wasn't a single, but to me, this was a good song. Those deep cuts that were just wow. Great, meaningful, that type of stuff. So they went away from, you know, singing about love, but went to, you know, talking about, you know, the gods of war. Sometimes you just have to channel one up. Yeah. Song about war, gods of war. I mean, that's really what the. the it... Good. Sing along right now. For the gods of war. You can sing it. You got the singing Fine. voice between us, too. What? You're the one with the singing voice. I know. I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another Good great song, song, dude. Yeah. And this is one of those songs where people just know the singles and the hits. They're going to skip over this. No, don't do that, man. Listen to the whole album. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. Especially your first time through. You got to listen to everything straight through. Please do so. Now, here's that thickness. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Little keyboards, a little extra sound, but it, it you get the feel for it. Mm-hmm. Little Ronnie Reagan. All right, Chris, yeah, I'm ready. I love it. Yeah, good song, good deep cut too, man. Yeah, dude. I have another good deep cut, which we'll talk about at the. Uh, it's actually the final track, but another one that I just absolutely love and. Don't shoot shotgun. Yeah. Don't shoot. Shoot. She's so dangerous. I just want to sing it so we don't have to play it. <laughs> uh, love this song, too. Right. Um, it, you know, you, you go through and you, you look on surface, like when I first got the album. Yeah. I went through and I'm looking. I'm like, don't shoot shotgun. That title doesn't fit at all on this, dude. <laughs> and, and you know, you, you go and you listen to the freaking song. <laughs> They're just great, dude. Yeah. Yeah. See? Same layering, same choruses. Good stuff. Know. I mean, there's not a lot to say about this, man. This is good. It, it works. Is, yeah. It, it, you know, it, still this album is still so much fun. So so good, dude. It's got a little more oomph than some of yeah, the other tracks. Yeah, there's some oomph to it. I wouldn't say this be single ready, but it's still no. part of this excellent album, man. A little bit different sound. Yeah. But still in that hysteria universe. Got it. All right, man. Let's go to track nine, which is Run Riot. Run Riot. I um, love the song too, dude. Love them all. Good song. 
fun. I mean, like I said, these guys, these guys are good. They, you know, I could see why it took four years for them to do this because I think they got it right. It, it stinks that that's that's their mo now, where they pull out albums every four years. But you know, sometimes shit happens. Yeah. Yeah, this one isn't so synthy, and uh, it's got obviously got the, the the vocals, but it's more of a rocker. Yeah, on the album. I love it, dude. I love every single song on this album, every single damn one. Yeah, there's just. Of now you wonder how this thing sold to 12 million. That's how it sold yeah, 12 million, I, dude. There's I can no, see it. it's 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 a killer, killer album. Uh, all right, I'm ready for song 10. Give Hold me, up. give me song 10. Hold up. Oh, you just want a little bit of solo. Go, Phil. I love it. All right. Yeah, we can go to song 10. Title track, Hysteria. Same thing, a good, good, good ballad, too. I think it's a ballad. How about you? Um, two things. It's balladish. It's a mid-tempo ballad. This is my favorite Def Leppard song. Ooh. This is my favorite this is, yeah, this Def is... Leppard song out of all of them that they've ever done. Wow. Number one. Number one. Favorite. I love it. Okay, I... I love it too, but I don't know if it's my favorite, dude. There's, uh, I can't think of, I don't know. Bring it on the heartbreak, I think is my favorite. Really? Yeah. That was, that has some special meaning to me. This is a good song though, man. I'm not going to lie. And simple video. I think these guys are in the studio just kind of playing. It's really about, for me, about how a woman makes you feel. Like, hysteria overcomes me, not in a bad way, like you're going crazy, like, ah, but like crazy in love with Ooh. this woman. Yeah. My wife. And uh, that's what this song reminds me of. Dude, I just love it. It's my favorite Def Leppard song. I didn't hear it at your wedding. They were gonna, they had to cut, cut one track out. It was this one. Oh. <laughs> so they had to play Louie Louie, but no, they can't. Louie Louie, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I love this song too, man. I'm not gonna lie. Not, I don't know. I could not tell you one of my favorites, but it is up there. Uh, beautiful song, beautiful, beautiful. ballad, mid tempo. I mean, you, I consider it a balladish. Mm-hmm. So for me, it is. Yeah. And I love the guitar solo in this song, dude. You know, through the whole thing, is, we're coming down to the end, guys, but, you know, all of uh, um, Rick Allen's drumming is so good. I mean, it really, they really felt for him or they really let him play a certain way or he, he worked with whoever he needed to work with, man. But this does have a good, from all these songs, are, are excellent, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I really, to me, he... On this album, he was more of the standout guy because of what happened to him, and he came back. And you know what? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a 12 million record sound, and I think they saw he's the MVP for me on this album. Definitely, love it. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Factoid: This this in the song has made me cry before. Okay, so that's how much I love it. Yeah. 
Love this song. Are you crying right now? On the inside. Oh. <laughs> I'm crying because we only got two more songs to talk about. <laughs> That's what I'm crying about now. All right. Two, two more songs. Are you excitable? No. Oh. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, um, you know. This is where you get a little bit different sound. Okay. Almost has Ugh. a almost has a danceable disco beat yeah. to it. Definitely Rick Savage's bass is. Yeah, right. I really don't think they play this one live. I wouldn't hate it if they did. I'd be like, All right, song number... I got a feeling you're not a big fan of that one. No. If I had to skip one, Chris, it would be that one. But, you know, it is what it is on that one, man. It's cool. Like I said, there's a certain sound to it. And Mm -hmm. like I said, all these guys, all these guys were fantastic on this. You know, track number 12, ending hysteria. Love and Affection. I told you this, uh, th- you know, like I told you that two deep tracks, the Gods of War and Love and Affection. Chris, this is another one of those albums, I uh, songs I really love. This yeah. is an, this is fun. This and this is a good. This was not a single, it. and it should have been. Yeah. Okay. There you go. This, this that, one could have been a single number eight. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. This one almost fits on Adrenalize a little bit. Okay, so like where they were heading. Next album, like yeah. this is we're gonna give you a tease of what we're doing next album. Love it, man. From you know, singing about love and sex and mm-hmm. rock and roll, and this is another one of those man, love and affection. About a guy and a girl, bringing the ladies in. Yeah, there you go. Love it, you know. You, Mid-tempo, um, about love. You know, it's a good way, you know, to end the album. This album. Yeah, this album. It's got all the elements of... of I, di- I didn't hit uh, Billy's Got a Gun how to end it, too. I thought that was good for that. Yeah. But this is another good way to end it. So, to start this album with women, eh, ending it with love and affection, I love it. Well, what, what track would you have opened the album with? Ooh... Excitable? <laughs> Animal? Armageddon it. There you go. Armageddon yeah, That might have been the one. Armageddon I it. With. I popped it. Armageddon it. That might have been it. Okay. That was it. All right, guys. That was Bye. our... No, <laughs> that was our uh, Pyromania versus Hysteria back and forth. Um, do you... So right now, are you still loving Hysteria? Mm-hmm. I have to kind of agree with I you. I love on them that, both, dude. I know I love them both too. Um, Pyromania has a little special place in my heart because of where I was in life. Um, but this album itself was so good, so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, through their name. If you didn't know their name in in '83, you definitely know their name now in '87. Oh this yeah, album came '87, '88 when all you, the, these songs and, came. I out. mean this in a gr- in a good way. You couldn't get away from them. 
No. And you didn't want to. No. I was like, oh my God, another song? Oh my God, another one? Not another with, what, one? Seven another singles? one? Another And they were all banging, dude. They were all just so, so good. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Any special uh, singers, uh, musicians, or anything on this album? On your factoids? <sighs> um, before we say goodbye to everybody? There may be. Um, I didn't hear it of anybody. You know, nothing yeah. special. Mm-mm. On that kind of stuff. All right. Um, Mutt Lang did some backing vocals, and Rocky Newton, I don't know who that is. Rocky Johnson? Yeah, Rocky. All right, Rocky Johnson. 12 <laughs> times platinum, that's Diamond Plus, baby. Yeah, that's it. It's, they got Diamond in uh, Canada, 1 million in Canada. Ooh, Canada. That's the first time we've seen that on any of these charts. Shout out to Norway, 50,000. That's gold. That's gold there. Sweden, 50,000. Switzerland, 50,000. UK, 600,000. That's two times platinum. Are you sure you're not talking about Big Talk with Christian Greg downloads? Yeah, that's, those, these are down. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was on the <laughs> wrong page. Dude. Those were downloads for our podcast. Because <laughs> all those are the countries that love us. Yeah, and we love them. We do love them. Thank you, nation. Yeah. Sorry we made you guys wait so long for this episode. We apologize. I told yeah, you we were busy. We, we, had to take, we, we, we had to take a vacation. No, we... I no. wasn't on vacation. I was working, man. It was hard to work. I was doing my homework. I, I had to take a vacation. I was pre-production. You know, I was doing my own solo podcast that someone doesn't know. Li- that's fine, dude. On YouTube. Sorry, I'm already like 20 episodes in on my this own. It's called bigger, bigger Talk with Greg without Chris. Oh, really? Mine's called <laughs> The Biggest Talk. <laughs> with Chris and, and Rambo? With Chris and not Greg. <laughs> and not Greg. <laughs> and... It's we're on episode twenty, and uh, it's a man. No, I'm just kidding, dude. I don't have anything. You're a liar. You do five minute episodes and talking know. about yourself. Is there anything else you want to throw out there? Talk about not necessarily Def Leppard related or or no. Def Leppard related. Uh, Def Leppard related. Um, they got the tour this summer. Are we going? Yeah, I I've Def been Leppard, telling you. Yes, Motley Crue, Poison, and I've been t- some t- other Joan person. Jet and or, I just, I've never seen Def Leppard. So that's the one band. As much as I love this band, I've never seen it live. That's pretty shitty. But I mean, every time they came through Los Angeles or Los Angeles area, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. You know. And as a kid, I didn't have a lot of money. How the hell am I supposed to go? You know, those lines were around the corner three times, dude. Back in the Ticketmaster days, when you had to go wait for tickets. Our Tickettron for the old folks. Oh shit, dude! (laughs) Tickettron. Now it's all online robots. Yeah. People buying uh, twenty boop, tickets. Boop, we just got tickets right now, Chris. <laughs> beep boop pop boop beep. Sold out. What? <laughs> what just they just were on sale five seconds ago. It's done. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. There's stuff that's that happens an episode that way. in itself right there. Soapbox. Yeah. All right. The ticket situation is kind of lame. All right. So we're gonna wrap it up for everybody here. Um uh, from Big Talk with Chris and Greg. See ya.